What's up, guys? I am happy to be back doing a podcast episode. I have a lot to talk about today. I'm going to do some ranting on the gym business. I'm going to talk about my return to teaching Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But first, I want to start with talking about my diet. I am doing something I have never done before. I am tracking my calories, and I am tracking my macronutrients. Now, this is something that I've never done before, never thought I would do it. I, uh, when I put back when I was in the personal training world, some of the trainers I worked with would talk about the importance of tracking their clients' macros and that they always tracked their macros. And it just seemed like such a hassle. I was a young guy at the time, 24, 25 years old, just was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to track my macros. I don't want to be tracking protein, carbs, fat. And it seemed like there was all these like complex formulas that they were using. And it just seemed like it changed from day to day. Some days they had more carbs. Some days they had more fat and protein. And I was like, I'm not doing that. But I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago while I was sick. And it made me think, you know, I was going to try and lose weight again. I wanted to try something a little different. And I was telling Lindsay about it. I was like, hey, I think I might track my calories to lose weight and she told me about this app and she said the cool thing about this app was that it connects to your whoop strap and so I was really intrigued by that so I downloaded the app I put in my information I told them that I wanted to lose half a pound a week and it gave me a baseline I connected my whoop and what's really cool is now every time I do a workout it sends that data over to the app that I am tracking my food with and it adjusts my macro needs and total calories for the day. And so a day like today, I got like an extra almost 2,000 calories because I had a very, very high strain day. I did three workouts today. Um, it was a very grueling day. And so I had to eat a lot of food. Now, I will say that since I've been tracking, I did not understand how hard it is to get the right amount of protein that I need in a day. So a day like today, like I said, it was very, very grueling. It said um, that I need to consume over 200 grams of protein. I'm on a normal day, like if I don't work out or if I have a very, very low strain day, it's like 130 grams of protein. But today, since I really, really pushed it, I uh, was told to eat about 211 grams of protein. And getting protein is so hard. Carbs, easy. Fat, easy. Protein, oh, even if you're eating a lot of meat, it takes so much meat to get to 200 plus grams of protein. And so I've really had to start implementing in protein shakes, protein powders, protein bars just to get more protein into my diet, especially on days like today. I started off, um, so you guys know that I had the stomach flu. I lost a bunch of weight, but then I gained some of it back. I got back up to about 180, but I'm currently at 174. I feel really good. Um, like I said, I'm trying to lose half a pound a week, and I would love to be in a few months my target weight's 168, so that's what I'm going for. But uh, yeah, this has been really, really cool. And it's been just, again, super eye-opening. And I really love seeing uh, the nutrients 
the nutrient side of things like tracking that tracking the carbs the fat and the protein that i am consuming a day and again i love being able to connect my whoop to that app so then it can just update the information and then on a day like today it just really shows me like hey this is what my body needs to recover and um, really recover so i can perform well the next day now i've only been doing this for about two weeks so who knows like if i'll continue doing this i'm gonna try and at least do this until i hit 168 pounds and then i'll kind of give you guys an update on how i liked using this um to, to lose weight and uh yeah we'll see guys i have to rant because i'm upset i have told you guys many a times how difficult running a jiu-jitsu gym is how many different things we've tried over the years to get people to stay to get people to honor their commitment i've told you stories about people coming in and challenging the instructor people coming in and telling me crazy wild stories people coming in and telling me how they are going to be in the ufc how they want to be the person to shut up conor mcgregor how their girlfriend told them that they were perfect for fighting how they think that they're special and that they're going to be a black belt and they're going to commit. They listen to a Joe Rogan episode and they understand the importance of jujitsu and they're going to make this their life. I've told you all these stories, right? Today's story is a little bit different, but it's also kind of a crazy story. <laughs> and it involves somebody that I feel like took advantage of the gym and took advantage of me. And these are the cases that make me want to become a lot more strict with the gym and just not be as nice, especially to people that I don't know. Now, it's tough. Like you want to be nice and welcoming to strangers and people coming to the gym. But again, it's stories like these that make you kind of want to make it more of a business and just be like, look, no, no, no. I need your money right now up front. No, no, no. You can't go back there. No, I need you to pay. And I see people all the time complaining, like, look, jujitsu is this amazing thing. Like, why does money and business have to get in the way? Like, I understand you have to pay, but I feel like gyms overcharge. I feel like gyms only, uh, like, want, they want your mat fee or they, they, they charge really high mat fees. And it's stories like these that you guys should remember when you're thinking about that. Because jujitsu gyms a lot of the time do, again, get taken advantage of, whether it's people quitting whether it's people telling you like signing up on a contract and you're they're paying a lower price and then leaving too early or making excuses or just disappearing or canceling their credit cards or telling their bank to stop the charges. There's just a lot of these examples of people doing really shitty business practices, consumer practices to their local BJJ gyms. And this story... Uh, <laughs> is a great example of that. So, beginning of December, we have a walk-in come in. And this guy rode his bike to the gym. Rides his bike to the gym, comes in, and I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? How can I help you? And he's like, I'm just here walk, the, like I'm a walk-in, and I'm here to try jiu-jitsu. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, your first time trying jiu-jitsu? No, no, no. I've trained jiu-jitsu before I just moved here. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, where'd you move from? He said, I moved from Portugal. And I was like, Portugal, like the country? And he's like, yes. 
And the guy was an American. Um, he, I can't remember if he's from Alabama, but anyways, he was like, yeah, I just moved here. I'm from Portugal. I lived there for over a year. And, um, I think like his dad maybe lives, uh, in Decatur. And he was like, yeah, I just got back and I wanted to continue my jujitsu journey. And I'm like, Oh, cool. We'll just fill out this waiver, try class out today. And then, uh, if you like it and want to come back, like we'll talk about prices. And he's like, okay, awesome. So he starts filling out the waiver and he's like, Oh, this is a problem. I don't have a cell phone. And I said, you don't have a cell phone. And he said, yeah, I don't have a phone. Just moved back and I, you know, I don't have a phone. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the first time that's ever happened. I've never, in years, I haven't talked to somebody that doesn't have a cell phone. So I'm thinking maybe he was on some like minute plan while he was over there and he had canceled and he just hadn't set things back up. And so I'm like, okay, I guess, I mean, just put not applicable. And so his waiver was super, super, um, <laughs> like not helpful. Like there was a really no information on there, right? It was basically blank other than his name, his birthday and his signature. He said he didn't have an emergency contact and he said he didn't use email. So I'm like, well, how do people get in contact with you? And he's like, well, I'm going to be setting up a phone plan and everything and I'll give you my phone number when I get that. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. So he ends up trying class, and I should say before he tries class, he's like, hey, uh, I got to ask a question. Are you guys like really strict here? Or like do, do people get kind of mean during the roles? And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I'm coming from a gi school that was predominantly, like it was just very Brazilian. The instructors were Brazilian. And it was just very, very strict over there. Um, and some of the guys would get super aggressive when they rolled, and they would try to hurt you. And he was like, I'm just a white belt and I've got two stripes on it, but you know, I'm not very experienced and I, it just wasn't the best atmosphere at times. I was like, oh no, dude, like we're super chill around here. We're actually all no gi. And so you don't have to worry about the gi here. Um, everybody's really chill, but just again, go try class out and you'll see what I'm talking about. I think you'll have a great time. And if you don't, obviously free class, um, but I think you're going to like it and I'm sure you'll probably want to join afterwards. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, he tries class, does a bunch of rounds. And when he's done, I'm like, Hey man, like, what'd you think? And he was like, Oh man, it was awesome. Everybody was so welcoming here. I really like the atmosphere. It seems like it's a great place to train. And I was like, okay, dope. So are you planning on coming back? He said, yes, I will be back. And I'm like, cool. Well, do you want to schedule a time to come back? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to come back to the next noon class. Well, he comes back to the next noon class and I'm like, Hey, what's up, dude? Like super happy to have you back. Are you here to sign? Up? Like, do you want to sign up right now? And he's like, well, I don't have any money on me. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Like we actually just take like a credit card or we can put your bank draft on file and we'll charge you monthly. And he's like, well, no, I don't have like any, I don't have a credit card and my bank hasn't been set up yet. I haven't set up a bank here. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, again, I just moved here. Um, and this is, you know, like a week and a half before Christmas. He's like, you know, the bank's telling me that, um, like I'm setting that up in a couple of days and everything should be transferred over from my bank in Portugal to here, um, right after Christmas. But until then, I really don't have any money. And the guy's riding a bike, like I said. So I'm like, okay, it's like clearly he's not like 
you know, driving <laughs> like a Tesla or anything. Like he's just riding his bike here. And I'm like, oh man. And as a part of me is like, man, it's the Christmas time. Like, okay, like, so you're going to have money right after. He's like, yes, my funds will be av- made available to me after Christmas. And I was like, okay, well, cool. Well, what type of plan are you ta- thinking about doing? And then he's like, well, I think I'm going to be here for a while. I think I'm going to be here for probably a year. And so I would like to just pay for a year up front. And now as a jujitsu manager, when you hear that, when you're running to jujitsu gym and somebody tells you they want to pay for the year up front, that is sweet, sweet music to your ears. Because I've already said earlier in the episode, like one of the most frustrating things is people backing out of like, hey, here's our year contract price. It's 159. Okay, I want to do that. I don't want to do the six month contract and I definitely don't want to go month to month. I want to do the year. Well, it doesn't matter, right? Because in three months, if they decide to cancel their credit card or they don't have the funds in their bank or they just disappear, like there's nothing you can do. They can just break their contract. And so it's really more you're just relying on the word of the consumer that they're going to stick to the agreement. So when somebody's like, hey, no, I've trained jujitsu before. I like the atmosphere here. I'm going to be here for a while. I think I'd rather, I'm going to have the funds. I think I'd rather just pay for the year up front. So I'm like, okay, dope. Well, you know, we charge $1,500 for that. He's like, oh, okay, cool. That sounds perfect. And I'm like, okay, dope. Well, when you get uh, back, uh, or when you get your money uh, set up with the bank and you get access to that, we can we can uh, just have you pay for that after Christmas and you'll be good to go for the next year. And I said, it'll be perfect. You know, we'll just start and you'll have all of 2024 to train here. And he was like, okay, cool. Well, he trains the rest like the week and a half. He trains a few times. He probably trains four or five times. Christmas happens. Um, and then as you guys know, January 1st, I get really sick. So I'm kind of like been in and out of the gym for the past few weeks. But um, I saw him right after Christmas, so this is right uh, before I got sick, and I was like, hey, man, like, what's the money situation looking like? And he's like, man, like, I promise, like, I'm going to have access to my funds. Um, they're saying it's going to take a couple more days. Can I pay next time I come in? And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then I get the stomach flu. Um, I don't see the guy, and I, I don't even think about it, obviously, because I'm super sick for a week. Well, I come back. And I see the guy and I'm like, Hey dude, like been out, been sick. Well, what's the deal? Like, do you have money? And he's like, Oh man, I do. Like I've, uh, I've got my uh, bank account information and everything, but I don't have it with me. You know, I just rode my bike here. I don't have like the numbers with me. Can I bring it next time? And now I'm starting to be like, okay, I mean, dude, you've trained a 10 or so times over the past month uh, at our gym and haven't paid yet like like what's going on here you know but in my mind I'm still like okay well when he pays $1,500 like I mean he'll be good for the year no big problem and he's you know he seems like he's a decent training partner I haven't had any issues with him or anything like that so okay whatever well I don't see him for the next week and I hear he's been like kind of coming to classes that I'm not at, you know, or like the classes I'm normally not at, which are the Tuesday, Thursday noon classes. That's times that I go and work out at the weightlifting gym I go to. Well, 
it's a week after that conversation. I finally make it like I go in, I see his bike there. I go in and I'm like, Hey dude, like, what's up? Like, do you have money? And he's like, Hey, about that. He's like, actually turns out, I think I'm going to be moving at the end of this month. I'm like moving. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be moving. I think to California and um, yeah, I'm probably going to, I'm thinking I'm going to start a job out there. And I guess this is just, was going to, it's like a stop on my path, you know? And I'm like, oh, well, like, okay, well, we still, we, you know, we need money. Like if you're training like today, like we need you to at least pay like a monthly membership. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And I'm like, okay, well, can you go get some money? And he's like, man, I don't have anything on me. I just rode my bike here and I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, can I ride my bike back and can I go get the money and then come back? And then I'm going to be leaving at January and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, here's what it's going to cost. And so I charged him a little extra because he, you know, had been coming for almost a month now, or maybe even a month and hadn't paid. And now he's completely. So anyways, I'm like, okay, dude, like you go, but we need your money. Well, what do you think happened, guys? The man did not come back, and he has not been back since. And that has been uh, over a week ago now. So it was probably been, it's probably been like eight or nine days. I think it was like last Tuesday, maybe. And what's today? Wednesday. So, yeah, it's been eight days. He hasn't been back. I'm imagining we'll probably never see him again. We were just a stop on his journey you know i guess from portugal to alabama to california who knows i may be wrong he maybe will pop in again and maybe he pays us the 1500 dollars. but i highly doubt it i think he's kind of a i mean obviously i'm assuming the worst now i'm thinking the guy's kind of a scam artist and just kind of a guy that's like a wanderer that just goes does his thing and then leaves uh <laughs> before he has to set down any roots or make any commitments and it just really drives me crazy, you know, that that happens. I feel taken advantage of. I feel kind of stupid. It makes me want to, the next person that comes in, like, no, 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 dude, you're not stepping on those mats until I see cold, hard cash. But like I said, it was the holiday season. This guy's saying he just moved here from Portugal, all this stuff. I'm wanting to be accommodating. I'm wanting to be helpful. And these are the type of stories, again, that people, you probably don't hear. And when people compare about, you know, complain, I should say, about jujitsu practices or man i feel like my gym just like they charge me and i don't know this happens all the time and so it does make us more and more cynical and so like i said the next person that's coming in that's from out of town or that's whatever like it makes me want to be like no no no, dude like i don't care about your story just give me your money and you can train this is a business transaction no money no bjj money Go train BJJ. No money. Well, I make uh, must kindly ask you to leave and do not come back until you have money. So yeah, that's super frustrating though. And I definitely was super mad. Like when the dude like didn't show back up, I was just like, man, is this dude for real? Like, did I for real just get scammed a month's membership by this guy who probably came like ten times? Probably more than that. He probably came like, I mean, it's not like he came every single day, but yeah, he definitely came 10 or so times in a month and probably a little bit more than that. But 
I definitely, we definitely like put the word out and I told Lindsay, I was like, Hey, like this guy can't train again. Like if I hear that, like this guy comes back to like a morning class and I'm not there and he trains, I was like, I will be furious. Make sure everyone knows that this guy does not train. And if he does, they will incur my wrath because I will be furious. This dude is never stepping foot back in our gym unless he pays. And if he tries to do the whole, well, I've broke my, I'm like, no, no, you need to leave. Like, I'm going to kindly ask you to never come back because that's where I'm at at this point. Like, if he came back without money and was like, no, I think I'm like, no, 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 I don't, you're just never coming back. <laughs> do not show back up. You are banned from here. We do not want your money. Even if you came back with the 1500, I do not want you to train here. I am back teaching guys and in happier news. I am back teaching Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It has been so long since I have taught a BJJ class for the past six or so months. I have been teaching MMA on Mondays and Wednesdays, but the MMA program, number one, it's small. It's not very big. While we have a handful of fighters we have some pretty good active fighters, it's not like our Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu program where there are plenty of classes where there are 30, 40, 50, even 60 students on the mats in those classes. A big MMA class has been 15. So right around Christmas time um, in December, um, right before I should say Christmas, like kind of that beginning December uh, time, we were having 15 students, but Christmas hit and then I got sick and um, class has just been small. Also, uh, our MMA guys, they train at a couple of different gyms. And so some of the guys will go to this place for that, this other place for this. And so um, on Wednesdays, the guys, uh, Matt Elkins, who runs 10th Planet Birmingham, he is a phenomenal MMA coach. And he's definitely most of the guys like head coach. And so he opened up on Wednesday a sparring class. And so a lot of the guys have been going down there on Wednesdays to spar, which I think is awesome. And he's been getting, um, you know, a big group of guys, about 15 to 20 athletes in there sparring on Wednesday nights. And so half the class is guys from our gym, but they love working with Matt and they get great work down there. And I encourage them, please go down there and get the work in. But like I said, that cut my class in half. And so there's really been like five, six, seven people in that Wednesday night class. So it got me thinking. I'm like, okay. Wednesday night class is very, very small. None of the guys in the class are active MMA fighters yet. A couple a couple of the guys for sure want to fight, and they're getting close to being able to do that. But I'm like, you know, it's not like, you know, before where it's like there's 15 dudes and, like, a couple of them have fights coming up. It's like, no, like, most of the dudes are beginner in this class right now. Also... The athletes at our gym, particularly the ones that I work with the most, have a couple of huge competitions coming up. And, and the one, uh, the big one in particular is the ADCC trials. That's Travis's main goal right now. It's Nakaya's main goal right now. And then there's a couple of other guys at the gym that are, are signed up and going to go out there and do the ADCC West Coast trials. So I was like, man, I, I think I should open up a ADCC comp class on Wednesday night. 
And so I just had it in my mind of how I wanted to structure it. And I, I was just really excited. And I'm, I'd say one of my best skills is just being able to make changes. I recognize when I need to make a shift. And I was kind of telling the guys, I was like, hey, like I'm going to make a shift on Wednesday night. We're still going to have MMA. It's just going to take up a corner of the mat since there's only five or six of them. And a couple of the guys were like, well, man, I feel really bad because we're going. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not mad at all. Like, we're not doing this out of, like, anger, nothing like that. Like I said, I want you guys to go down there and get really, really good work. But at the same time, I need to see what I'm working with. And since I'm only working with, like, five or six guys on Wednesday, I have a lot of mat space. And I got a lot of hungry competitors that are getting ready for something really big. I need to open up that class and give them uh, some jiu-jitsu or ADCC prep work. And tonight was the first class, and I thought it went great. We had seven MMA people show up. I had that curriculum all set out, and so I would give them their drills. They would work on that, and then I would go over to the jiu-jitsu side, and we had 10 people show up there, and um, yeah, I thought it went really, really well. Both are very intense, like MMA, the MMA classes I run are are pretty intense practices, and this ADCC class is also going to be pretty intense. Not a lot of dead drilling. uh, We did start with about 20 minutes of turtle attacks, but then everything after that was live, and I'm really just trying to really uh, deep dive into the people's games that show up, and really make some small adjustments to help them in the ADCC rule sets. Because there are big changes you have to make to your game. Particularly if you're not a world-class black belt. You know, maybe a guy like Gordon Ryan, he goes out there and subs everybody. But most most people going to the West Coast Trials, like, they need to play by the rules. They can't treat it like it's sub only. They can't treat it like it's IBJJF. They have to prepare for ADCC. And there are certain things that um, you have to do if you're going to be ready for ADCC. And so I've done a ton of studying. I've been watching tons of ADCC ADCC footage the past week and a half. And um, I'd say the person that I've been most inspired by and that I've like, because that's helped me the most is uh, Joseph Chen. I've been watching tons of Joseph Chen. I've watched his ADCC trials run about a dozen times now. And I've especially watched that finals match against Oliver Taza a bunch and I've listened to him talk about his preparation I've listened to his coach Dima talk about it I've added some of the drills and just some of their philosophies into what I'm trying to do plus some of what AOJ I've been watching a lot of AOJ videos because I think they are the best team in the world and so I really like stealing from their comp classes and this first class was definitely a, a hybrid between those two influences plus just my own expertise in the positions and just adding my own flair to the techniques. But I think um, my issue with teaching jiu-jitsu before was that I did a lot of dead drilling. I showed three or four movements, and they progressed. So I would typically start off my class, especially the past year, or excuse me, the last year that I taught Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I would teach a very fundamental idea 
and I would teach one or two really fundamental ideas that were kind of like an A, B option, and then it would progress to a more advanced option, and then that fourth option was like a much more advanced sequence that involved the like the, the A and B, but it was just like a more advanced look, and when I tried to create curriculum that like progressed over time, I, I just felt like just felt like people didn't respond well to that or maybe again like I taught a class Monday and then Friday but like hey who was here for Monday's class and half the class wouldn't be there and it just was very frustrating to teach like that but a class like today where a lot of it is just you know you're stealing kind of that Greg Sounders uh, idea of like playing games and stuff where it's just like hey we're gonna put you in some live game scenarios that have parameters and I just want to see you guys like go, right? I just want to see you guys work at about 60%. And I want to see uh, just technically what you're thinking in these situations and then making adjustments from there. And just doing things like that, um, where again, it's not like, hey, do you guys remember what we did Monday? Like, no, 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 just like, hey, I'm going to put you in some very similar games week to week to week. And I'm going to be tracking progress and just making really subtle adjustments um, in your game as we go and hopefully over the course of the next few months it leads to really sharp ADCC performances from the athletes um, but yeah I'm really uh, excited to start teaching jiu-jitsu again I'm probably going to open up my Monday MMA class and do the exact same thing so just have half the mats MMA we do have more MMA athletes on Monday but still um, I think I would like to, to just kind of do like a hybrid class where like half the class is doing MMA curriculum. The other half the class is doing jujitsu uh, or ADCC curriculum. And there's a lot of crossover, particularly in the wrestling that uh, both sides like, hey, we can bring the MMA like tonight. We did bring in for about 15 minutes the MMA guys and the ADCC or the ADCC prep students did some wrestling drills together that I got from uh, Joseph Chen and, and what he did a lot in his camp. But, uh, yeah, and, and I think both sides really enjoyed it. It's just always nice having bodies in the room. Like, I know some people really like small classes. Maybe they're more introverted. Or maybe they just want more one-on-one -on -one time with the teacher. But I really feel like big classes are the way to go, particularly when you're talking about competitors. Like, I think competitors really thrive in team environments and the more people that are on the team and that are working towards similar goals or even something like where you got MMA guys working towards that cage debut that MMA debut and on the other side you've got somebody like Travis who's like got aspirations to make it to the ADCC championships next year or I guess it's this year hell damn but yeah both are working towards something they're both trying to excel and I just, I think that's really, really good to have. And it just really boosts the atmosphere. So that's my plan as of right now. I'm going to let you guys know how that goes. Um, I wonder how many people are teaching like half the mat space MMA, half the mat space jiu-jitsu in the world. Probably not very many. But I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I uh I really like to think that I am a unique person. And I just don't think there's a lot of people that can offer what I have to offer to an athlete. And really the big thing being that 
I don't have any kids. I'm not married. This is my only job. I am constantly studying. I'm constantly like constantly trying to learn from what the best guys are doing. And so the MMA class, we've been really uh, like Monday, we really focused on some Sean Strickland, uh, just some of the stuff that he was doing in his fight against Dracus Duplessis. And today we added a little bit of some uh, some Bang Muay Thai curriculum to just kind of work on footwork and particularly switching stances. So this week has kind of been like Monday was a lot Sean Strickland. With today we started with some of the Sean Strickland um, kind of game plan and then moved into some of the Bang Muay Thai curriculum. Uh, and then with the ADCC, obviously, that was a completely different curriculum. And I would have to go into about another 10-minute talk into what that looked like. But, yeah, I just I don't think there's very many. And I, I'm uh, excited to see what comes with this. But, yeah, I think Monday I didn't. I haven't opened up Monday yet. I'm going to probably do one more just MMA on Monday, kind of see how that goes, talk to the guys. And... Uh, and even talk to the people that came to the uh, ADCC prep tonight and just see like, hey, like, would you guys want to open up another jujitsu session on Monday nights? Uh, I'm sure the answer is probably going to be yes, but um, yeah, we'll see. Until next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Hope you have a great week. Peace. <laughs>